Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble. It may be kind of a silly song, but I think Mac Davis was onto something. It is hard to be humble. Little Billy also knew that it was hard to be humble. He came home all excited after the first day of kindergarten. What are you so excited about, Billy's mother asked. I'm excited because I'm the most handsome boy in my class, Billy replied. Well, how do you know that, his mother asked with a chuckle. Well, I just looked at all the other boys. (laughs) You know, it can be hard to be humble. And today we continue our sermon series on joy as we look at Paul's letter to the Philippians. And Paul's words today focus on the attitude that can bring joy, and that is the attitude of humility. Have you ever said about someone, boy, that person really has an attitude? When we say that about someone, we usually mean they have an attitude problem, that they are totally self-centered and even obnoxious. But today, Paul reminds us the kind of attitude that joyful people should have. He writes, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. And I like the way one translation, the New Living Translation puts it, you must have the same attitude that Jesus had. Now, just in case we happen to miss Paul's point, he goes on to give us a very clear picture of the attitude of humility that Jesus modeled for us in his life. In verse 6, Paul writes, though he was in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited. Now, now think that through with me. Jesus was God, which means he was entitled to all the status and rights and privileges of God Almighty. And yet Paul tells us that Jesus did not consider these things as something to be exploited, something to cling to, something to grasp. In fact, Jesus chose not to hold on to the position and privilege that he was entitled to. He gave it all up, all of it, the power, the glory, the splendor, and he humbled himself so that he could come down and enter into our world. Now, in our culture, Up is usually the way to go. We use words like upscale, up and coming, upward upward mobility, upper class, climbing up the ladder to describe a successful life. And we use words like downsize, downhill, downfall, downscale, down and out to describe losing and weakness. And yet, from Jesus' perspective, down is the way to go. Jesus calls us to go against the grain, to be countercultural. Jesus said things like, if you want to be great, you must be the least. Or if you want to be first, you should be last of all. He calls us to have an attitude, all right, an attitude of humility. Paul writes, he emptied himself, taking the form of of a slave. In other words, Jesus poured out his life by becoming the lowest form of a servant, a slave. Reminds me of the story of a congregation that realized the importance of humility. It formed a committee to find the most humble person in the church. Many names were submitted and several candidates were evaluated. Finally, the committee came to unanimous decision. They selected a quiet, 
soft-spoken little Norwegian man who always worked in the background and never really took credit for anything that he did. They awarded only the most humble button for his faithful service. However, the next Sunday they had to take the award back because Ole pinned the most humble button on his lapel and he wore it to church. You see, the thing about emptying ourselves and serving with humility means that it is done without worrying about who gets the recognition or who gets the credit. I love a, a simple definition of humility that I came across this week in preparation for my sermon. Hopefully it won't offend anyone, but humility is like underwear. We should always wear it, but never let it show. And Paul reminds us that Jesus demonstrated audacious humility and audacious servanthood. You see, humility always begins with the willingness to empty ourselves, to, to share generously, to give ourselves, to, to pour out our lives in service for others. In verse 8, Paul describes another quality about Jesus' humility. He writes, He humbled Himself and He became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus was willing to sacrifice for the benefit of others. He sacrificed His very life. Martin Luther, the great reformer, once said that our greatest need as human beings is to have goat sense, goat sense. And he tells of seeing two goats one day meeting on a path on a mountain ledge. But in, instead of butting heads, one of them laid down and allowed the other to cross over him, to pass over him. And isn't that, in a sense, what Jesus did for us on the cross? He laid down His life so that we might cross over Him to eternal life. Now, the truth is, most of us are not called to give our very lives, and yet we are called to sacrificial living. And I challenge you in the coming weeks to think about where God may be or how God may be calling you to sacrifice. Perhaps God is calling you to sacrifice some of your personal time and energy in order to serve someone in need who may need your compassion and care. It's difficult for us, I think, as human beings to make sacrifices, to live a lifestyle of unselfishness because it really, it really flies in the face of human nature. That's why Paul starts out by saying, let this attitude be in you that was in Christ. Because it is that very sense of attitude that Jesus demonstrated, Christ-like humility, that will allow us to, to stoop down and to serve others rather than to struggle to climb up the ladder over others. Paul understood that one of the secrets of lasting joy is humility, an attitude of humility Tony Campolo, one of my very favorite public speakers, who was a Baptist pastor and writer, once he, he never really lost his down-to-earth attitude nor fell into the trap of taking himself too seriously. And he once shared a true story from his life that I think illustrates not only Tony Campolo's kindness, but also it is a good example of humility. Campolo writes, I'm 60 years old, but when you're Italian and your Italian mother calls and tells you to do something, you do it. His mother told him, Tony, Mrs. Kilpatrick died and you need to go to her funeral. 
Well, Mrs. Kilpatrick was a neighbor while Tony Campolo and his brothers and sisters were growing up in Philadelphia. So when his mother said he needed to attend the funeral, there was no hesitation. He did as his mother asked, and he went to the funeral home on the day of her memorial service. And that day he was running a little late, so he rushed into the service. He sat down in the second pew from the front, and then he realized that he and the woman sitting in front of him were the only ones there. A quick glance at the casket confirmed his suspicion. The man lying there was certainly not Mrs. Kilpatrick. And so he was about to leave to find the correct funeral service when the deceased man's wife turned around, reached toward him, and she touched his hand, and she asked, did you know him? And Campolo couldn't bring himself to answer her directly, and so in that moment he knew that he had to stay. The thought of that woman being alone at her husband's funeral was too much for him. He only stayed, not only stayed for the funeral, but he rode with the grieving widow to the graveside, and he stood beside her as she said her final goodbyes to her husband. When the committal service was over, Tony Campolo finally told Mrs. King, he said, I want to be your friend, but I need to tell you, I didn't know your husband. And the grieving woman reached out and she gripped his hand tightly and she slowly said, that doesn't matter. You'll never know how much your being here today has meant to me. Tony Campolo demonstrated humility by simply taking the time to show compassion and kindness for a grieving woman whom he had never met before. And Paul's words today to the Philippians challenge each one of us to live our lives the same way by recognizing and serving hurting people in their hour of need without concern for our own interest or our own recognition. No doubt, Tony Campolo brought joy to that widow in a very difficult time in her life. And I think it's also safe to say that he experienced a sense of joy by giving himself in this way. You see, when we live our lives with humility... Not only does it give joy to others, but it can also fill our own hearts with a sense of joy. I think Mac Davis had one thing wrong. It's not so hard to be humble when you have the same attitude as Jesus, an attitude of joy-filled humility. Amen.